Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McAmoyle, talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to another exciting conversation at Lead Change in Education, and we're excited to be joined with Jeff Erickson, who is the principal at Minnetonka High School. So, uh, Jeff, Mark, and I are thrilled to have you here today, and why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do at Minnetonka. Well, great. Thanks for being here. Great to uh, be part of this program. Uh, this is my going into my eighth year as principal of Minnetonka High School, uh, about my 27th year in education, and I... I taught Spanish at Minnetonka High School for uh, 14 years and then moved to assistant principal and then was away for a year as principal and then back to be the principal of Minnetonka High School. I had the chance to work with Mark uh, as one of my assistants for a few years and enjoyed that opportunity. And so uh, it's been a great place to grow and learn. And uh, yeah, probably over the past eight years, probably hired 100 of our teachers within the building. We have a staff of about 200 plus teachers and total staff in the building over 300. So it's a large school with 3,400 amazing students. Yeah, Jeff, it's just an honor to have you on the podcast this morning. For our listeners, um, this is a really high-performing high school and district in Minnetonka. And um, we want to kind of pick out a little bit of how you organize your leadership, Jeff, um, in terms of being ready for all the things that come at you as a principal. You know, you've mentored a lot of principals over the years. You're you brought somebody new on board just as recently, I believe, as this spring. So how do you organize your leadership so that you're nimble and you've got the agility to, um, to not only lead to be one of the most high-performing districts, but also for unexpected things that come your way? Well, I think first is, I think when I talk to future administrators, I say all the work is in the who. You've got to hire really good people and empower them to do the right work and have a clear vision around that. And so... Uh, the teachers that I've hired and I also have hired a number of administrators that have also gone on like you, Mark, to lead other amazing schools. And so we focus our work around really three goals. One of my fears always as a principal is that people will come back each August and say, you know, what's the flavor this year? And I really don't want that to be ever what's said in my staff meeting in the first staff meeting in the fall. So we really center around three goals. And those have been pretty consistent for the past six plus years and now they evolve and they they do change but at at the heart the first goal is always always around building relationships and uh, making sure that there's a strong student teacher relationship strong relationship that I have with students um, that it's a positive community uh, where students feel connected and that work is ongoing It, it just never stops I always say that culture is the work and we need to constantly get better student voice is a critical part of that And the second goal is really around engagement, is that students are highly engaged with what's happening in the classroom. They find relevance to what's happening in the room and they find it meaningful. And the last piece, the third goal is really around students finding their passion. Uh, Sometimes that's finding out what their passion is not. 
and which is okay. They might take a class saying, you know what, I really don't want to study business when I leave Minnetonka. So making sure we challenge all students to find their passion, challenge all students to take rigorous courses, and it really encourage that. So we come back to relationships, engagement, and passion. Um, those are the three words we come back to and really guides the work of all staff in the building. That's great, Jeff. I really like the, the laser focus around those three goals and, and appreciate that they really haven't changed too much around the work over several years. Because I think you're exactly right. I think um, teachers tend to get fatigued by the, the new flavor of the year or, or that new goal. And so talk to me a little bit around engagement. Obviously, you know, you and I've talked and you've read Instructional Change Agent and learner engagement is a section of the book. Um, and so it's certainly a passion of mine and would love to maybe have you um, uncover a little bit about how you've really worked to build engagement for your students. Yeah, it's uh, That is a piece where I feel like in the past number of years, we've really cracked the nut about what does that really look like? And I would give it through an example. We have a program called Vantage, and it's really around experiential learning. And probably one of the best ways to talk about it is just simply to describe one of the seven strands that we have. And uh, that strand list I'll pick is business analytics. And it's a two-hour class, and it's AP stats and IB business. So it's co-taught. Um, they're off-site. They're not in the building. We have a separate facility. It's actually a uh, space we rent in an office building nearby. So it gives that give the students an authentic feel that I'm not sitting in a traditional classroom. There are no rows. There's not a bell. There's not passing time for those two hours. And students work in teams. And uh, you know, the, one of the things that we that we really have seen in the research, for example, in this particular strand, is that business analytics and the studying of data in in companies. Is something that's continuing to grow. Um, about a year and a half ago in the Star Tribune, the article, the, local, the Minneapolis paper talked about the need in this area. So students see that there is something they can do with this information. But what makes it special is the fact that they each have a mentor. And so in the totality of this Vantage program, we have 400 students that are in it. Um, it's only for juniors and seniors. And um, uh, minus one strand has a 10th grade option. But for the majority, it's only juniors and seniors. And uh, they connect monthly with a mentor. Uh, we have a mentor kickoff. Um, and some people, I'll just pause on that. Some people wonder, well, how do you get 400 mentors? Um, and most of those mentors come from our community. Um, we actually have an advisory board um, for this program. And they are all uh, different leaders in industry uh, that are represented within our program. Um, and they help give us advice. They help us find mentors. But, you know, when we needed mentors, uh, we simply put an all call out in our all school email and we have people come out of the woodwork and they told a friend that it was a positive experience. And for most people, the chance to connect with a high schooler and give their advice has been critical, but for student growth and to, to build that connection, um, we've had students who have now left the program, graduated, and they're still in contact with their mentor and the mentors help them find internships and other opportunities. So that's a component. But the other example, just sticking with this business analytics strand, um, as students are assigned projects, um, they work for actual companies who have a problem for them to solve, and the, and the companies help guide them along the way. And Best Buy has been one of our partners of many. And um, this, uh, this winter, you know, they were given, a, uh, uh, the project team was given a, a, um, a problem to solve related to uh, a need of Best Buy. So they had, you know, voluminous data points to study. Um, students actually had to sign a non-disclosure agreement because it is proprietary information from Best Buy that they're looking at, for example. And then at the end of the day, the two teams 
uh, each presented uh, their final recommendations to Best Buy to the senior staff, including the CEO of Best Buy, and had a PowerPoint presentation. So we talk about the skills of communication, collaboration, um, you know, the written word, the, the, the ability to present to adults and to others. All of those elements were within this program. And I had the chance to watch it and the pride in the students of their work because they know that they're, what, what they're working on is real. Um, and that's the same for the other six strands from computer user experience, which is a new strand for students learning design and coding, um, to health sciences where it's, um, it's uh, AP and, I'm sorry, human anatomy and AP psych and they're earning their CNA or EMR certificate. Um, it's just when students see the relevance, when they're given projects that are actually for businesses, they just see that that's actual work that they're doing and not just something they're filling in. So um, I'm proud of that program because I think it does uh, provide students a chance to really engage with the work. So they have to still learn the content. It is AP content, it is IB content. And we have, we have courses where it's not uh, AP or IB, but there is actual content that they have to apply. And so um, it's pretty cool to see that happen. It's, and I've, I've really seen as parents have, and we have a number of videos that we've produced where parents simply talk about the transformation of their son or daughter during that experience, um, where they really are um, in charge of their learning and are just so proud of it uh, and want other adults to see what they've done. They want their parents to come to their final presentations to showcase what they've done. Yeah, and I've, I've had a chance, Jeff, to, to, uh, to observe that program firsthand and you're doing a great job with it over there. And I think back to the three goals and I think about relationships, engagement and passion and it hits all three of those. Um, but it also, I think, hits that for the staff. Can you, right. can you reflect a little bit on that, too? And, you know, in a learning culture, we want to hit both of those. So right. how, how does that apply to the staff that are working within that program? Well, the, the, the important part of that program is, let's, you know, one of the teachers that uh, or all the teachers teach at the Vantage program and teach at, at the high school. You know, it's the same. You know, they're all part of the same staff. But they bring back those ideas of how do I bring in a guest speaker? Because one of the elements I didn't mention is when they study different topics, they will bring in guest speakers to address it. So when they talk about supply economics, they might bring in somebody from Cargill to talk about how does that how does that work in their world. So teachers are seeing those elements of true engagement and that application of content. They're bringing that back to their 10th grade class at the high school that's not part of the program and really wondering and saying, well, how do I make sure that students are engaged? How will I really have some projects? that they're working on that are going to be for an outside audience. And I saw that happening in ninth grade civics where they had projects and they brought in guest speakers and they went out and did, you know, in the field research and had presentations that weren't just simply reading information off a slide. So um, the, the staff development side of that has been teachers really honing in on their own sense of how do I have true engagement in the classroom? How is it, how is it authentic versus compliant? And mm. so, um, yeah, I've seen staff that just, you know, uh, just have taken off and um, they're given some freedom. They're given uh, uh, some different ways of operating and they also have the time and they have the collaboration because they're co-teaching um, all of the lessons with somebody else. And in most cases, not in the same department. Mm -hmm. So many layers of value, Adam. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing what they're doing. And that's just, yeah, I know it. Yo, go ahead, Jeff. No, I, was just, I would just say that's just one, um, one of the programs, we have a science research program where students create their own research um, and uh, apply that. We're, we're implementing the same type of program 
next year in the trades where we have a strand, a program called Momentum, where students are taking home renovation and physics together in a two-hour class. And um, again, that whole theory of how do they take what they're learning and actually apply it. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And, you know, I think one of the pieces that, you know, Mark and I are committed to with the podcast is being able to show these innovative ways in which you're making um, school relevant for kids, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is a, this Vantage program is a a great example of that. And so for our listeners, if you're interested, if you go to minnetonkaschools.org, select Minnetonka High School, go to academics, you'll see Vantage as one of the drop downs and you can read and and learn a little bit more about that program in particular. Um, It's, it's pretty incredible. And and I look forward to digging in even more and, and seeing the opportunities that you've created for kids. So that's great, Jeff. Um, and, you know, as we look at those three goals, you know, another area that I so appreciate is the, is the piece around relationships. And we know that no significant learning occurs without a significant relationship. And so having that as a foundation of your goals is, is incredibly important. Um, and as we reflect over the last few months with the global pandemic of the coronavirus and then looking forward into the fall, um, I think, you know, as we operate in, in terms of of crisis around things like a global pandemic, relationships become even more important. Um, but we know that the, the global pandemic is just one example of that. How has the, the goal around relationships really helped in other situations in your building or school when you've had either um, issues or, or crises that have shown up in your school or district? Well, I think, um, you know, we've, we've clearly focused on, the, on that goal of relationships and making sure that every student feels connected, um, you know, and feels like they have a sense of belonging. And I remind people that that work is always ongoing. You know, you never say, oh, we've hit it. It's constantly, how do we get better? And, and how do we involve student voice in, in that work? Um, you know, the, the COVID-19, um, you know, students did not think that March 13th was going to be the last day of their senior year, for example, in the building. Um, and how do you have those strong connections with students um, you know, we've used uh, Instagram as a primary communication tool, just simply to build community. Uh, you know, example during that time is we had coaches um, giving messages, we had teachers giving messages to students, and we had different competitions uh, that students were able to involve with during that time and post that information. Um, we use video as a major tool within our community to build and build that community. And I think too, for principals, just for students to know who I am. You know, if you go to YouTube and you search Minnetonka Beyond 140, uh, every week we produce a video um, that really centers around our two core values as a school to do the right thing and represent us well. And um, you can see all the different videos that we've done um, that really do focus on our, our goal around relationships and that, that sense of connection. Um, you'll see ones that are entertaining. Uh, this fall, we did quite a few takeoffs on TV shows such as Chips, which for many students, they needed to figure out what the TV show Chips was about. Um, uh, and uh, it, uh, it, uh, it dealt with the antics of parking lot and making sure that you can safely leave the parking lot. Um, every month we honor a senior and we did that during COVID as well, where uh, I go into a classroom and uh, surprise a student and uh, who's been nominated by peers and teachers for living up to those core values I mentioned. And um, we just highlight them. And then we put that together in a video. We did that during COVID where I virtually dropped into their classroom and surprised them uh, to be handling more difficult topics where we 
really talk about what does it mean to stand up for respect and how do you stand up for respect um, within the school and what does that look like? And so um, that focus on relationships, we try to use some of the digital tools, social media, uh, also video to really come back all the time. So when I ask ninth graders, you know, is Mr. Erickson clear about expectations within the school? You know, I about 95% will say yes. And I always remind people uh, that we never read the handbook aloud. Um, we always come back to the, our values through building those relationships, through our different platforms, video, social media, so that we're constantly talking about it. Uh, it also provides students an avenue when they have a question or concern that they directly reach out to me. Um, uh, and I found those relationships um, critical. You know, one of the things that, um, that you know, Mark knows, having worked with me, is that um, you know, we had, we've had a number of student deaths um, that happened during the first uh, six, seven years. Um, and those as a principal are some of the most challenging, heartbreaking um, uh, pieces to deal with. And how do you, uh, how do you lead through that and building on those relationships that you have with students and staff? And how do you take care of them when things aren't going well? Because I tell students all the time, it's easy to, you know, to be positive and excited when things are going well, but a true test of an organization is how do you respond when things aren't? So we've, we've, we've dealt with, a, um, with that sense of loss um, and how, as a principal, do you come alongside the students, support them? How do you come alongside staff and support them? And I would just put a pitch in for principals as you reflect on your own practices. Um, do you have a crisis response team that is able to help navigate that? You know, I think, um, you know, I have a team that we meet uh, uh, several times throughout the year and then obviously when needed, but how do we make sure when something unfortunate and sad happens that we support the teachers? Do we have a systematic way to do that? Um, do we support the, you know, teachers, for example, we have a person that's just devoted to helping new teachers and how do you navigate that? So I look at just having the systems in place, but it does come back to that relationship, not only with that you have with students, um, but that you do with staff. And I think the word that I appreciate about all that is being intentional, that few things that we do are not intentionally happening to make sure students and staff feel connected. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Jeff. And um, I, uh, I can share with you as being a neighboring district, uh, people have spoken very highly of your leadership through some very, very difficult times in, in that community. And what I think is special about you is you're saying it's relationships, but it's also being prepared through the organizational structures so that, and this is something that young principals can probably make the mistake of, that when a crisis does emerge, that it doesn't all fall on the principal, that you, you're capitalizing on the tools and the talents and the expertise of people around you. And I think that's what you've done successfully there. Well, and I think one piece that I, that I really believe, and even in principal preparation, is the communication and, and really um, working with your colleagues and working with your district communication person, if you have that, of how do you communicate when things happen? And uh, because a lot of people are going to just rely on that as a main source of that information, no matter what's going on within your building. You know, mm -hmm. a piece that, um, that I hear back on our parent surveys is they appreciate the proactive communication. I was fortunate um, that I've worked with really, uh, really strong communication directors um, that uh, have helped guide that work. That's great, Jeff. I so appreciate the, the openness and willingness to share about um, some of the crisis that you've encountered because it's, um, it's unfortunately, it's a part of the leadership work, but it's often 
um, to Mark's point for new leaders, it's something that, you know, may not be discussed in, in principal preparation. Um, and, you know, it becomes the on the job training um, and having those tru- structures and systems in place is, is absolutely um, critical. And that's the, the message that I've heard throughout our time together today is really around building structures for success. Um, none of the, the ideas that you've shared today happen by accident. Mm-hmm. It happens with intentional planning and intentional support. And so as we wrap up, I guess what I would ask of you is, you know, if you could give advice to new or experienced leaders, what's the, the one piece of advice that you would give them um, as they're listening here today? Um, well, I think part of it is as a leader, uh, I was told a number of years ago, a funny line by our uh, assistant superintendent went on to be superintendent was your ears will never get you in trouble. And, uh, and I, I often come, <laughs> I, I've come back to that, to that advice. I've given that advice to my own kids um, and to students as well. It's just listening. And um, so much of it, even during crisis or otherwise, isn't about you solving it for somebody else is that you're listening to what's going on and you're really being present Um I always say to my APs is that between eight and two forty, we're not sitting in our offices. We're out and about because that's when the people are here. And so you need to be present. You need to be listening. Um, and you need to also, you know, um, lead with humility. And uh, I also appreciate from staff that they'll say they appreciate humor um, because I think it's, it is serious work. Um, it's hard work, but um, kids appreciate humor. Staff appreciate humor. So I think listening, you know, humility, um, and humor and, and really just simply being present um, is critical and staff just need to see you. And there's no replacement that students need to see you um, and, uh, and they need to see that you, that you truly care and you, you show that you care by being present and being in their space. So those are just some of the, you know, the key pieces. And two, you can't accelerate that. Relationships take time to build. Um, you just need to be there. When I started my first year, I followed a highly successful principal and, and everybody told me you've got big shoes to fill. And I knew that. And, and I, and I couldn't accelerate anything. I just need to be present. I need to be in the moment and show kids through my own way of operating that I care. And, um, it just takes time to do that. You can't rush that. What a privilege it is to listen to you, Jeff, talk about those things. Cause I had a chance to see it firsthand. And, and again, now being a neighboring district, I've just seen it continue to blossom and, um, uh, you're right. You do have a great a degree of humility. Um, I love how you've given the listeners a chance to just have some simple words to then take back and say, well, how do I show up against that? How do I show up against building relationships or or heightening engagement in students and staff or the passion or even, you know, one of the things you used to say to us all the time is you must be present to win. <laughs> and I'm sure you stole that from somewhere, but that's always resonated with me in terms of that's in relationships with teachers and shutting the door and looking them in the eye and using your two ears and one mouth <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's, or it's all the extra time that you invest into the student body in attending those events that you do. And you do that tirelessly. So just, just awesome talking with this morning and, and, and you being a great resource for our listeners. Thank you. No, thank you. It's been great to connect with you and um, uh, appreciate the chance to share what's going on in Minnetonka high school. Adam, do you want to wrap up? Yep. Yep. Great. Again, thanks, Jeff, for being here. And if you want to learn more about the work that Jeff is doing at Minnetonka High School, obviously, I've shared with you the website. Jeff shared with you the YouTube um, channel that you could go to and and see the videos that they produce on a weekly basis for their students. Um, But you can also follow Jeff on Twitter at Tonka Principal. 
And we'll have that information in um, below so that you can access that as well. So Jeff, again, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning and really providing some inspiration for our school leaders. And we're excited for you to join us next time for our next podcast in Lead Change in Education. Thank you. Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead Change in Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag LeadChangeEd to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.